We are now live and recording is in progress. Welcome to Wit and Wisdom on Wednesday with Katie and Ziz. Hello, everyone. Hey, Katie, what's hey, happening? Ziz. We give a hoot about you and humor too. Today, Ziz is our awesome and athletic uh, retired uh, NFL player, executive coach, and just an all-around awesome guy, which is why that's his title today. Um, and Ziz is going to kick us off on our Wit and Wisdom Wednesday, but just like a good sermon, I want to let you guys all know the, the agenda that's coming up. <laughs> so we're going to dive into a current event with Ziz. It's a hot topic that I saw on Instagram and sent over to him and said, would love to know your thoughts. And that will be a theme each week as we address current events as they're happening. And I'm always looking for Ziz's opinion. I decided mine doesn't matter. And then we're going to take a deep dive into the soul and talk a little bit and science. So it's a yes and today uh, around human design and what science and the soul have to teach us about how we're individually designed to interact with the world. So without further ado... Uh, adieu, Ziz, kick us off on our current event today. Well, thanks to Katie. She sent me a, an article about a young man who uh, is a highly, highly touted recruit, a uh, football player, and he posted a video of himself on social media platforms. I'm not going to say his name because I think we should protect that. I will say the name of the university, which was the University of Florida that was involved. So this young man, had a song playing in his car and he was just jamming and he was singing the words of the song in his car. And he decided to post that on his social media. Now there's a word in the song that kind of can get you in trouble depending on who you are. In his particular case, he's a light tan brother. <laughs> Whereas I'm a permanent tan brother. Hopefully you get the juxtaposition of all that. So in other words, he's Caucasian and he said the N-word because- I like that you included us in somehow having a tan, but sorry, I had to interject. So, yeah, yeah. Hey, we all have different hues. <laughs> so he, he used the N-word because it was a part of the song. And what's interesting to me and really why this is such a hot topic, because this is definitely a conversation I've had with young people before, but I think the beauty of this one, we could talk- hours about this because he so the here's what happened the university of florida caught wind of this and rescinded his scholarship offer which all universities have that right to do and that is something that all students should be aware of it's actually happened before it doesn't happen very often but it does happen and universities <clears throat> of course have that right to do that um the part to me is becomes a teachable moment because from a branding standpoint, if that's what you're going to do and you don't understand that you, even though you're not saying the word in a, a malice way, and, and by the way, he did take responsibility for his actions. So I applaud him for that. Um, the University of Florida, I can't say why, if what they did was right or wrong. I mean, it's up to them. That's their choice. Um, but to me, it's more about the young man and his emotional intelligence. And I think he's going to learn a lot from it because he'll understand my actions impact others. And it also can be mis, 
construed, <laughs> which is probably the bigger, bigger thing in the world in which we live. And I think that's what's really hard for young people now. I mean, it's hard for us. I imagine what it's like for someone at that age group. So my take is I applauded the young man because he apologized. He took responsibility for the action. I understand why the University of Florida did what it did. What it did. To me, this is a teachable moment because social media is a way to distribute information and the information flies so quickly. If, if it can get out there that quick to University of Florida, that's the power of the social, of social media. So what you say matters and you have to be conscious of what you're saying. So your awareness and your consciousness needs to be on point. So you know that golden rule thing? Mm -hmm. If your grandmother wouldn't like it, you probably shouldn't say it. In this particular case with the young man. Maybe his grandmother would have liked it. <laughs> which is possible. That's, I couldn't help myself. I'm sorry. Well, but so, so to me, part of the challenge here is I'm not, you know, I'm definitely a person that's older and the, the music that's played, I'm not a big fan of. Um, and do I think there's some responsibility on the artists, on the artists? Yes, I do. Um, I think the language used in some of these songs are over, over the boundary of how I want to live my life. And so, apparently how Florida State also wants to be represented as a university. Florida, Florida. Not oh, Florida. not Florida State, Florida. Florida. See, it was all the same to me when I read it. I did, couldn't Ooh, Don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> That's Florida. why I didn't get an opinion on this one, Ziz. Yeah. Well, um, but but just for you to just hold, you know, we know fairness is a big one for you. I, you care a lot about fairness. And um, what I hear in this is the fairness around this is to make it a teachable moment and um, not to vilify this kid and like ruin his life forever. I think that's really important. And the yes and here is, yeah, you know, universities have that right for anything that you post. And there is accountability. Freedom of speech is not freedom of, you know, being able to say whatever you want and not be held accountable. And they are paying attention. That's the other thing. I think the one thing young people don't really understand is how powerful these platforms are. Like if you say something on TikTok, it's being heard. People look at it. It can be seen if you say it on whatever platform you're using. So that's yes, and I think that's why adults, um, like the idea of getting on camera and speaking or dancing, is like so frightening. Because I say adults, <laughs> I should say millennials and older, um, because for our younger generation, Gen Z, I am so in awe of their confidence to just turn a camera on, no matter what they look like, and just do their thing. At the same time, this is the yes and of, but also that, you know, that confidence comes with great responsibility and um, humility even comes to mind, particularly, um, you know, being a good athlete, you were a great athlete as well as is that, you know, what you say matters and how you show up matters for people. Hold on. I did something wrong here. <laughs> what did I do? Well, Ziz figures out what he did, because I think everything else is going correctly on my end. Um, Wit and Wisdom, we're going to talk a little bit about human design shifting over today and uh, the science and soul component of developing leaders. And on Wit and Wisdom, we have a couple of rules to guide this part of our conversation. So nobody gets to be right or wrong, but everybody gets to be vulnerable. 
and the universe, God, divine intervention is included. We're live. So we're not going to edit this. If you're listening to this podcast on our platform, KZ, Better Professional Development, um, just so you know, we didn't edit. So you can get exactly what everybody else listened to live. So human design is something I'm really passionate about. And I uh, thanks Ziz for being so yes and with me because we met in a neuroscience coaching program and we met where everything was based in science and here's how we work people and lead them through their you know bad behaviors or the things that hold them back however you want to frame it here's how we develop their strengths and what's always been missing for me as I look at all the different coaching modalities um Coactive, which is where we both received our training. I went and I did my certification at includes the whole person, which is the soul. Yeah. And I think that we are missing that soul piece. You know, the idea of bringing in something that's woo woo for people can be a little, nope, don't want to do that. That has no place in corporate, but I'll tell you what does have a place in the CEO seat is intuition. Oh, absolutely. Intuition is a leadership competency. And everyone I've ever had on my podcast who's highly educated will say, listen, I didn't learn this at Harvard, but this is how it happened. It just downloaded to the universe to me, or I just had this thought pop in. And so human design is a, based on ancient wisdom and modern science. Yeah. Can I, can I echo something really quick? Yeah. So it's interesting. This guy by the name of Jeff Bezos, anybody, anybody know that name? <laughs> Jeff Bezos, Amazon founder. Uh, when you make a decision with analysis, you should do so. But it turns out in life that your most important decisions are always made with instinct, intuition, taste, heart. Mm. So, and, and actually, the heart we know from science has 40,000 neurons, like a brain. And our heart gives off our energetic field and sends more signals to our brain than our brain sends to our body. Yeah. Just, just one more. This person, Albert Einstein, the intuitive mind is a sacred gift and the rational mind is a faithful servant. We have created a society that honors the servant and has forgotten the gift. And one more, because this was the quote that I didn't write down because that's how I'm designed. But the father of quantum physics said that when you drink from the glass of science, you'll become an atheist. And when you get to the bottom, you'll mm. find your soul. You'll find God. Sorry, not your soul. You'll find God. And, and who, is, who is the father of quantum physics? I actually don't know who that is. We can, we can get the attribution. Oh, of course. <laughs> Maybe I should ask Siri. Hey, Siri, who's the... Who's the founder of quantum science? Well, Siri's not working right now. Go figure. <laughs> it's a German guy. Yeah, we'll get back to it. So we'll anyway. We'll get back to it for you. We'll put it in there. But um, it's a great quote that I love. I think it's Werner Heisenberg. Um, the first sip of glass of natural science will make you an atheist, but the bottom of the glass, you'll find God. And... Uh, so for me, as I help develop others, we always start with self-awareness. We're talking about emotional intelligence, that opportunity that you referenced earlier for that young man is to increase his emotional intelligence. And we all learn through self-reflection and through experiences and reflecting on those experiences. So human design is a way for you to just have another piece of information to reflect on, to understand yourself. And it's based on this is your strategy for living. 
And this is how your authority, i.e. your decision maker. And when you talked about the intuition that Bezos uh, says there, um, we, we know that from a marketing standpoint that everyone makes decisions based on emotions, right. half the world is emotional, which means that they have emotions running on in the background and they need to wait for that clarity or that wave of emotions to come. And that would be Ziz here. And then the other half um, are designed to be non-emotional, meaning we don't have our own emotions in the background. That would be me. But my challenge though, is that when I walk in a room, whatever you're feeling, I'm going to feel it times five more. So if Ziz comes into a Zoom room and he's at a level two of anger, I'm going to feel that at a seven or eight. And another part of my design um, also means that I'm in this, of course, so fun, I'm rare, is I'm so open that oftentimes I don't understand the information that's coming in, like as a child, not being aware of this. And Maya, because I'm not an emotional, my decision maker is my gut. And we know from science that there's a brain in our gut. My uh, decision maker, my authority is pulling me towards things. And I think I've lived my life that way. It's a much easier way actually to make decisions than an emotional authority like Ziz. And there's a few other authorities as well. We're just talking about ourselves today. Um, Ziz, I've only given you like a sip or two of human design. It's not like we've sat down and gone in. I'm just curious for you, what shifted or what, um, you know, what did you become conscious to as a result of examining this part of your design? You know, it's interesting. I mean, I think I'm open to just taking in the information. So I'm riding the wave. I don't have a, any particular thought on it yet. Um, it's interesting to me because I've always known how to connect with people. And, and my gut or my intuition really speaks to me. Uh, what's interesting is I think, I don't know, a couple of months ago when we were talking once, we were talking about emotions. I'm like, ah, I'm not, a, no, I, I think I said something about being sensitive. I've always known I've been sensitive and, you know, I have three children and, you know, a bo uh, two boys and a girl and they're all sensitive. I think, but I think the boys are more sensitive than my daughter. <laughs> I know I'm sensitive. And I think we as individuals who um, call ourselves males don't necessarily always express that. And we've been socialized not to, uh, don't cry. That's not, you know, and it's, it's, it's good to see that people are starting to open up. So for me, receiving this information, is just another a way of having a better understanding of how I operate. And, um, you know, and like I said, I get the ride to wave and, and understanding as well. Yeah. And you also have that definition of the sacral. And so for you, when the wave is done to rely on the gut intuition, because you have clarity uh, is a great strategy or authority for you versus a strategy. Um, what's cool for me, knowing your profile, um, and it doesn't mean that all profiles are the same, right? Every single person is an individual. This really is looking at your soul. Like, what is your soul here to do? What are you being called to do? And 70% of us, Ziz and I both are included in this, and we're here to respond. We're here to feel satisfaction. We're here to do things that light us up. And yet we live in a place that says, well, outside the comfort zone where you're not lit up and where maybe you feel frustrated, like that's where you're supposed to go. That's where the magic happens. And I want to add today for wit and wisdom of a yes and to that. So it's interesting if I could interrupt really quick. Yes, so it's please. interesting when I, the way I interpret that, I think people interpret that particular statement 
what's uncomfortable or what's comfortable in, in different ways. I think there's so many varying degrees. I, I love that you brought that in because you're absolutely right. We do. And um, sometimes we equate that with, you know, for me getting outside my comfort zone might be to go sign up for dance classes. I love my white girl dance moves, but I cannot do a choreographed thing. Like, <laughs> and that is, and then to, to this, my hyperachiever comes in as like, oh, we're going to be bad at that. Let's just not do that thing. And so there's a lot of magic that could happen there. So I say, yes, outside the comfort zones where magic happens and your genius zone is where your soul really comes alive. And so we want some magic to happen. And we also want our souls to be alive. We're here, 70% of us are here to do things that light us up, that make us feel satisfied, bring us joy. How relieving is that to hear? Hey, so you're not here to be happy. That's a different story. <laughs> satisfied, lit up, on fire. That's why your soul is here. That is your, and your strategy to do that is just to respond to what the world gives you using your authority, which is what is pulling you or guiding you towards the right path for you. Yeah, I think that's, you know, um, makes sense. Um, you know, I think, I think it's very, it could be very heavy, like what you just said, it could be heavy, it could be very, like, not necessarily metaphysical, but along the lines of, um, you know, what's, what's the purpose of life. Mm. And, you know, it makes me think of Frankel, man's search for meaning. Of course, man is general for human beings search for meaning so um depending on one's faith um to serve is 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 uh it's it's interesting it, it makes you think about it in a lot of different ways and i i don't it's not a i i love the fact that we're doing the yes and because it's a yes and <laughs> yes <laughs> unintended and I, I, you said purpose of life. And so when I think of, you know, where the soul comes alive, of course, we feel fully fulfilled in life when we are working on purpose, when we feel that we're fulfilling our purpose. What is interesting about human design is it will give you, Hey, this is your purpose. This is what the day you were created. This is what God brought you here for. Um, or the universe, if you're, you want to call if God, see, the word doesn't resonate. Yes, go. <laughs> but see, that's what, where it gets really interesting. And depending on one's belief system, um, it, you know, God said in one book, one revealed source that human beings were intended to take care of the earth. We're the caretakers of the earth. There's qualities that the creator has given individuals to do that, um, we haven't done such a great job as of late and um hence why there's so much conflict and, and issues that's happening but i think um i think over the years when you you study history and you look at things you know we tend to repeat history because of the the, the conflicts and us individuals we we just aren't in alignment you know and it's like instead of just the alignment of coming together yeah. And you can see that in small communities and you can see it in large communities. You can see it in companies. So what I like about human design is when you have an understanding of how one operates and then you have an understanding of how someone else operates, it gives you a better opportunity to connect 
and understand their perspective as well as understanding your own. And I think the the big challenge for most people is they don't have any idea of who they are. Hmm. I I want to go highlight just that we are interfaith here on the podcast. Um, I think that's important to point out. And so when you talk about God's purpose as being these caretakers of the earth, um, how human design. So what's beautiful about the human design purpose that you're given, whenever I read someone's, they're like, oh my gosh, yes. Like I have lived my life that way. I'm like, yeah, this isn't, you know, you probably didn't have these words perhaps, but here's, you know, mine is to disrupt things that need to shift and change for the better. I well, anyone that's met me will say I disrupted some things that were happening there. Did I ruffle some feathers? Well, guess what? My my lesson on earth is to learn according to human design, how to balance being the fearless warrior that says the thing that needs to be said with this compassion and empathy and holding that space. And if I were to take this idea of disrupting things that need to shift and change to caretakers of the earth and apply that to a higher purpose beyond just my own, which is what you're pointing at. It's like, okay, here is how God designed you to be on this earth. It's the gifts that he bestowed upon you to bring to life. And then what's the higher purpose that you serve alongside that? The yes and, see? That's the beauty of it. The but yes you know, and. And that's the, so those things can actually happen because we are in, we are employing skills and perspective, but mostly the listening, you know, which is a big part of, well, it's a part of self-regulation, <laughs> being conscious. <laughs> so uh, ties back into, you know, what happened to the young man, um, unaware that his actions could have consequences that could cost him a uh, rescinded scholarship. And uh, for those that are wondering, well, what's this's purpose according to human design? It's to cut through the fluff and get right to what's important, which <laughs> is exactly what he did. And like Ziz and I, um, you know, I'm a little bit younger than Ziz. I'm on the right side of 40 still for a few more months, as they say, women say. Um, and so I have, I can see some areas of, oh my goodness, these things make sense for me. I already know these things. Uh, I was able to release and let go of a few things. Yeah. Uh, Ziz, you're not designed to interact with strangers. You're actually designed to interact with your people. I'm designed to interact with strangers, but I've lived my whole life believing that I needed to have all these people that I'm supposed to have like lifetime friends and feeling like I'm a failure or a terrible human for some reason, because I move every 10 years to a new city. Um, I'm really designed to do that. And so it's, um, you talk about history and History can only be history when people don't have emotions about it. I majored in history. History is interpretation of events. You yeah. look at primary sources. Mm -hmm. And when you have an emotional attachment to things, you really don't have good history. We don't look at history. Um, right now we're writing, you know, contemporary history when you talk about events that are happening, but there we're too close to it. You need multiple generations removed to really look at something. You know, what's interesting about that, if you think back, so because I'm a little over that 40 age, my grandparents at one point, like we lived together. So consequently, because we lived together, you know, you had, you know, your grandparent, mm -hmm. your parent, you know, you the little child, you know, so the flow of information and how it was shared. I mean, the beauty of all that is amazing. Whereas now, Ooh, it's different. It's completely different. And I think we, 
I'll give you here's a good example. I love playing bocce ball. And in my neighborhood, there's some retired gentlemen, you know, they're about 20 years older than me. So their perspective on life and their career and how they live and their physical qualities, it's interesting because I'm still working, you know. So when one o'clock comes, I'm like, okay, back to work. And they're like, hey, hold on, let's still play. <laughs> Whereas, um, and they're also facing things physically that that they're going through and you know I get a, I get an opportunity to see that why it's important to start to take care of yourself or invest that time into into movement um, that helps your mind and body and soul hmm. so as we wrap up today on wit and wisdom um what are your fi- thought like Leo what's the big wit and wisdom you want to leave our guests with today be conscious of what you're doing and how it can impact others. And, and then also, of course, because I've been calling this week Happy Gratefulness Week. And I um, the term Thanksgiving, um, I'm okay with the term. I just am not okay with how the narrative has been over the last past the, the past few years. And and um, because I like reading and I have a, a different perspective on the indigenous people and what actually happened compared to what we were told. I, I probably tend to stay away from certain certain ways of, of appreciating it, but I do what I love about it is it brings family together. So it gives you an opportunity. There's that yes and. Yes, yes, it, right. Bringing family together, communicating, loving on each other and eating. Mm. <laughs> My favorite part. So Ziz the Maximizer, this is why I asked him to wrap up the show because uh, be conscious of what you're doing and how it impacts others. Yeah. yeah. And be funny while you're doing it. Sometimes laugh. So laughing releases dopamine. Yes. It is the painkiller of the brain. So clearly I had a very sad childhood and that's why I wanted to be a comedian. No, I'm kidding. But I think the the, the great comedians perhaps had something sad going on. Laughing is a great dopamine. Absolutely. So while you're being conscious of what you were doing and how it impacts others, be conscious that making others laugh is always a positive impact. Great show, Katie. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone.